I want to go heaven started. We've, we are launching our, our new message series, and, and today is, the, the title of it is, I want to believe but, and uh, I want to give credit where credit is due. So there is a church called Live Church in uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Craig Groeschel is the pastor. That church is responsible for creating an app called the YouVersion Bible app, which many of you are probably using right now. In addition to that, this church comes together with their team and their pastor, and they put together message series that other churches can use. And so I just want to be very transparent and open that they've allowed us to use some of their information. Um, They've allowed us to have their graphics, some of their bumper videos that you've seen on Facebook. We are grateful to them. We're grateful for them and grateful for the church, for their church, helping our church really communicate the greatest message in all the world. So just want to just say thanks to Life Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. There are three kinds of people when it comes to believing in God. You're going to help me with two of them. First person says, I don't believe in God. I've never believed in God. He does not exist. We would call that person an atheist. That's exactly right. On the other side, there's another person who says, I believe in God. He saved me from my sins. I follow him. I'm all in. And who would that person? That person would be a Christ follower, I love that. Or we can use the word Christian, which is what people called, uh, called Christ followers in the Bible. Jesus used the term, that's right, disciple, way to go. So he used the word, go make disciples, right? <laughs> Helping you out right now. So we have Christ follower, that's a person right now. So we have atheists on one side, I do not believe. We have a follower of Jesus, a disciple, a Christ follower, but, but then there's also someone else when it comes to believing in God. There's some folks that are sort of stuck going, I want to believe, but. And if they were honestly to finish the question, it could be I, I, something tragic happened in their life that has caused them to place their faith in Jesus. Caused them to stop or not even sign up to follow God. For some reason or other, there could have been a divorce that was prayed for that happened. And they didn't want it to happen. There could have been a sickness. Those situations can sometimes cause ourselves to say, hey, I want to believe, but but I can't. And so you you honestly think that, hey, I'm going to pray that God would do something. I'm going to pray that God would do something, and then he doesn't. And then you think that I prayed for you to do something supernatural, and you didn't, so it obviously means you don't care. So I would believe, or I want to believe, but I'm stuck. And I would say that you haven't rejected the God of the Bible. What you have rejected is you've rejected a distorted view of God. And we're going to call that view of God on-demand God. You with me? On-demand God. I mean, on-demand God says, hey, listen, I pray, I ask, you give. That's the way that it works. And our culture has really sort of built that up for us. I mean, seriously, who in the world would not order a package using Amazon Prime. (laughs) That is sinful for you to use anything else. The postal service. Come on, we've got, we've got, we've got Amazon Prime as a delivery system, right? Because we, we ordered it same day shipping, man, it can be there in just a click of a button. That's awesome. I mean, another, another thing too, is that when we were growing up, you know, we'd have to sit back and go, okay, what time does it start? It's the Fonz. If you're over 45, you know what I am. It's the Fonz. 
I mean, the Fonz, man, he's going to be on. We got to sit down and watch it. And then after the Fonz, we got to watch what? Laverne and Shirley. I mean, we, we got LaFonz and we got, you guys don't have a clue what I'm talking about, do you? Hey, that's the Fonz, right? So, so we, we've, got, we've got the Fonz, okay? And then we've got Laverne Shirley. But listen, let me tell you something. There was no on-demand, there's no recording that show whatsoever. We cannot tape it and watch it later. It was, you had to watch it now. Now what happens, we have something called, you're going to be with me now, binge watching. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Click next episode, next episode, next episode. Have I gotten out of bed yet? Yeah. Next episode. It's binge watching because what happens is I want it right now. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to watch commercials. And here's the danger. The danger is, is that with the way we live life, we think, okay, God, you're the same way. And that's incredibly dangerous because what happens is we start looking at, well, God is an on-demand God. He's there to answer my requests or excuse me, my demands when I give them to him, and if he doesn't give them to me when I want him to give them to me, then it's obviously he doesn't care and I don't believe. And I'm not ready to follow. I'm not ready to be all in. And so what I want us to do is I want to summarize what on-demand God, on-demand God is the view that God is here to serve me. And when he does not answer my prayers, I have a problem with belief. But, but here's what the Greek in the Bible says. On-demand God does not exist. On-demand God does not exist. By the way, that was a joke. But on-demand God is not biblical. On-demand God will let you down. On-demand God will leave you wanting and having more questions than answers. And so here's what we're going to do for the next couple of minutes. Is I want to basically, I want to go to the Bible And I want us to take a look at three just truths about the true God of creation. And I want this to be a great reminder for you to understand who it is that we serve. Who it is that we serve. So before we jump in, I want you to see our big idea. Here's our big idea. You can write this, whatever you want to do. But but, but here, write this down. Um, However you want to remember it, just go, here it is. We need to recognize that God does not exist to serve us. We exist to serve him and glorify him and bring him glory. That's what we're here to do. We have this idea because sometimes we go and we think, well, I, I can, you know, I, I can email a letter and not put a stamp on a letter and I can microwave meals and I, I can Amazon Prime and I can, can binge watch and all that kind of stuff. And you do those things and you think, well, well then, oh, I'm going to take that into my theology and I want you to know something that is incredibly dangerous and destructive to you and your family and to the mission of God. And we need to stop. And we need to come back and go, okay, well then let's be reminded of the true God of creation, the true God of the Bible. And here's the first thing I want you to see. Number one, number one, God's heart is always loving. 1 John 4, 8 says, God is love. I mean, when, when, when Dan and I finally became parents, it was a, a long time before we became parents. I, I remember taking my, I, I mean, I got a son. His name was Andrew. And I was like, oh, yes, a boy. Long live the rice name. And I remember playing him down on the bed. And he was nine pounds, four ounces. I don't think he would fit on this table right here. But I, I, I mean, he was just little. I would look at his face and I would go, M-O-G, like right here, M-O-G. I would say, man of God, that's who you're going to be. And then I would quote the Bible verse, God is love. If there's anything that I want you to remember, Andrew, it's that God is love. If 
there's anything that I want you to remember right here, Northwest Community Church is right here, is that God's heart is always loving. That's his character. That's who he is. Even when you don't get what you want. That's who he is. John 3.16, I know it's very simple, but I, I just want it to be real simple here for us this morning as we get started in our new message series. Is this? Is John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. It is in his character, it is in his nature to love us. To love us. Give an example of that. Every parent that's in here right now, if, you were to, if I was to ask you the question and I would ask you and say, do you love your kids all the time? Every single one of you would say, absolutely 100% true. That is a true statement. I love my kids and I love them all the time. I didn't say like them all the time. Okay, I know you don't like us too all the time. Okay, but, but you, you get the picture. So there's, there's never been a time where you do not love your kids. But as their parents, we have the responsibility to say no to them, not because we don't love them, but we have the responsibility and we also have the power to say no to them. It has nothing to do with love. And so I love this statement right here. So there's, there's sometimes that we can get into a place where we don't give what they want. And here's the statement. Here's the quote. I want to read it to you. I could do something for you, but I don't because I'm doing something in you. I could do something for you, but I don't because I'm doing something in you. Let's take that and take it to the holy God of creation. There are certain things that God does not do in our life when we beg him and plead him and ask him. And I'm telling you right now, I'll share this in a minute. I am fighting for this right now in my own life. But when we come down to the character and the nature of the biblical God, not a distorted view of God, not on-demand God, we have to recognize, we have to rest that yes, he is always loving and does not stop. And we can't forget that one. The second thing I want you to see, the second thing I want you to see is this. God's ways are higher than our ways. God's ways are higher than our ways. Um, there's times in your life where you've sat back and you have Monday morning quarterbacked what God just did in your life and how it was wrong. And I've done the same thing. You can sit back and you can, we can sit back and we can go, why did you not do it this way and not this way? Why, why is that? And we have the Bible verse in Isaiah. It says, for the heavens declare glory for, for God, God's ways are higher than our ways. Isaiah 55, 9. I don't have it in my notes. I'm going to read it back here on the screen. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And I can sit there and tell you, well then Matt, why did this happen and why did this happen and Irma and Harvey and, and all of those situations and, and terrorism and all of that. Why, why did I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, to get real personal with you, Many of you know that my mother-in-law died in January. And my wife's grandmother, 96 years old, died in June. And uh, we're wrestling with a, a big issue going on in our family right now. Where we've got to go to the doctor with my father-in-law tomorrow at 9 o'clock. And this week, I was sitting at the kitchen table. And um, I'm angry. I'm mad. And I'm confused. 
And I'm asking why. And Lucy's at my feet, <laughs> begging me to throw a toy. And the doorbell rings, and it's the direct TV guy. And I gather myself together. I go over to the door, I let him in. He's doing something for a bedroom we're setting up at our house. He's setting it up. Um, and I went back to the seat that I was in where I was just trying to, trying to figure out what God is doing, personally. And I sat down there. I have to tell you that my shoulders were sunk. And those questions were going really rampant at that time. I looked at this guy walking from room to room. And the Lord asked me, do you think he knows Jesus? Do you think he knows me? The Lord prompted me to get up. I'm not a hero, please. I'm just sharing with you where I am. The Lord prompted me to get up, shoulders back, and go talk to that guy about Jesus. I said, Todd, can I talk to you about something that's so important to me? Got to share Christ with him. I invited him to church. I haven't seen him yet. I don't know if he's here. And so I can tell you right now that I don't know all of the answers. But for me, I wrote a statement, and I'm just going to read it to you right now. I have to tell you I don't have the answers for why questions, but I do have the answer for the go question. I am going to go, and I am going to serve. Because God does not exist to serve me, I exist to serve him, and I am asking you to do that with me for the glory of his name. We all have stuff that's going on, and so I'm asking you to, for us to recognize that he declares that his ways are higher than our ways, and maybe not, we don't understand all of the issues, but let's recognize and let's resolve in our hearts to say that I am going and I'm going to go for your great name. And let's do that together. Number three, his presence is always enough. Sometimes you can see this on whatever social media platform you're on. You can see Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever the thing, whatever it is. But you say, oh, got a new car, hashtag blessed. Oh, we bought a new house, great neighborhood, hashtag blessed. But when we understand that the blessing of the God of the Bible and not on-demand God, the distorted view of God, when we understand that the God of the Bible, and we understand the, what it means to be blessed by him, we will understand that the blessing of God has to do with his presence in our life, not the things that we have or hold. It is the gift of his presence that is standing in, that's with us, that he is enough, that he is going to hold us up, that he is going to reign, that he's going to be victorious. And we have to understand that his presence simply is enough. Psalm 23, verse 4. David says this, unbelievable, says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will but fear no evil, for your rod and your staff comforts me. What is David overwhelmed with? I'm in the darkest place of my life, and here I am. I'm sitting here, and you are holding me up. Isaiah 41.10, one of my favorite verses in all of the world. We used that on our little cards for memorization last year. It says 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Nor be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So I'm sitting here and asking you the question this morning. You've heard me say this before. Who sits at the right hand of God? 
Jesus sits at the right hand of God. And Isaiah 41, 10, he's saying, I'm going to uphold you with my righteous right hand. He's saying, I'm going to hold you up with what is enough for you. And that's Jesus. That's how I'm going to hold you up. And so therefore, I want you to sit there and say, I don't want you to be fearful. I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to be courageous. I want you to go. I want you to do. And I want you to realize that the God of the Bible does not exist to serve us. We exist to serve him and bring him glory for his name's sake. That's why we exist. And that's why we're here. Plain and simple. Dana and I went skiing uh, several years ago. It was a long time ago, before kids. And we went to Colorado. I need to really confess something to you that I am... I don't need to confess this. You know I'm clumsy. I've told you about that several times, right? I'm extremely clumsy. And a simple illustration to drive home our point that Christ is enough here. But um, I I was, you know, in college, I was on a ski lift. I sat down on my friend's lap and I fell off and I was hanging up. So I I was hanging on the bottom for like six feet and I had to drop, okay? So I'm not very good at getting on and off ski lifts. It's a problem. Very next year, I was on it. I was sitting next to a girl from my college ministry. She grabbed the back of my jacket, and she didn't point her skis up. They dug into the mud, and she grabbed the back of my jacket, and I went forward and fell. (laughs) She gracefully skied skied off to the side, but I've had mud all over my face. And so here's my experience with ski lifts. It's not very good. And uh, Dan and I went to Colorado, and I mean, Colorado, I mean, you got fluffy snow. You got the real stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. And so we decided to go on this chairlift that was going to take us across the mountain, not up. We were going to go to the other side. It's like 140 gazillion slopes all over the place. And so this ski chair comes and I'm just like, okay, okay, I got this, I got this. And then I notice there's no bar. There's no bar that comes down. So I'm clumsy and I don't like heights. And those two things don't go together. And so, I mean, the, the chairlift comes and I, I like, there's this big pole in the middle. It's a two-seater. There's a pole and then there's two seats and then you sit down here and man, that seat came and I sat and grabbed a hold of that pole. And I like, I got it. I'm good. I'm scared. However, Dana, my wife, didn't enter gracefully as she could have. And her skis, here mine, pointed straight. Her skis were intertwined like this, okay? Which caused her to turn kind of sideways like this. And she said, help me. And I said, I can't. (laughs) I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm holding on for dear life, and I'm like, you, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Now, a couple of months ago, I did tell you that I was in a race, and I left her. I don't know, long, long story, listen to the podcast. But, but, but here's the deal. I truly do love her, okay? But, but I, I, I use that illustration to just drive home the point that here's the deal, here's the deal. Many times we get in difficult situations and we are calling on on on-demand God to rescue us and we don't get what we want. And then we get disappointed because on-demand God is not enough. On-demand God says that God is your puppet. And let me tell you something right now. The God of the Bible and the God of the universe is too holy to be your puppet and my puppet. He is too holy. He is too good. He is too great. And he is worthy of it all. So where do we go from here? Have a biblical view of God and get on with the mission of God. Get after it in your neighborhood, in your streets, in your workplace. If there is a direct TV guy that comes to your house named Todd, you share the gospel with him. Let's partner together and serve this holy God 
who exists for us to serve him and make much of him. And my prayer and my hope and my desire is that we would be able to do that together for a long, long time. The biblical view of God, he is loving. He is always high. His ways are always higher than our ways. His presence is enough. And so my final question is, is to those of you right now that haven't made that decision, maybe you're sitting here going, I want to believe, but... And if you're sitting in here and you've said that statement, then here's why I'm talking directly to you. I'm asking you what in the world is holding you back from saying yes to him. And I would invite you to call me on the phone this week and I'll just say, I'll, we'll meet at, I don't know, random, we'll just meet at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I know that's a surprise to you. We'll meet at Chick-fil-A, we'll sit down and we'll talk about the greatest man that ever lived and the one who can redeem you, save you, and use you for greatness. And I'm asking you, if you're sitting here today and you're like, I want to believe, but I'm holding back, I'm asking you and I'm begging you, call me. I'm also asking you to sit back right here while we sing and say, God, I repent and I believe. Will you save me? And guess what? He will. He will do what you just asked him to do. He will save you. He will do that right here, right now. And he will use you for greatness. He will use you to herald his name in your workplace, in your neighborhood, and all over Northwest Cary and wherever in the world you live. He will do that. And if you're hung up on an issue, what I would love for you to do is come up and tell me what that issue is because then I would love to pray to God to give you deliverance from the issue that's holding you back. I want to do that. Maybe you get wrapped up, and I do at times more than I should, on what God has not done. But I want to make it very clear to you what he has done today. Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the biblical God of creation, not on-demand God. He is enough. He is loving. His presence is always with us. His ways are higher than our ways, but he is enough. He is not our puppet, and he is for us to serve him and herald his great name to everyone we come into contact with. Amen? I love you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you right now and I am absolutely in awe of who you are. I thank you for this week, for the opportunity just to reflect and prepare. And Lord, we declare today that it is in your character that you are love. That is who you are. That is who you declare yourself to be. And we acknowledge that today and help us not to forget that. We also declare that we don't understand you a lot of times. And Lord, we can be angry, but help that anger and that bitterness or that not understanding. We ask you to help us during those times of questions. We ask you, Lord, and we, we declare to you that we believe, but help our unbelief. And Father, we recognize that your presence is always with us. Help us never to underestimate that. You are not far from us. We deeply need you and we want you and we want to be used by you. So use us for your name's sake. Amen.